0: Here it is, Donald Trump we have at 46%, Biden, 44.
1: And this is significant because this is the first time in the history of our poll that former President Trump beats President Biden.
2: We've seen consistently a gap like this now, the gap is gone. Mm. 36 positive on both, and actually Biden, one point more negative than Trump. That's, we have 46% for Trump, 42% for Biden among the youngest voters. The youngest voters in the 2020 election were Biden plus 26. This could be a massive sea change.
0: Well, I, I wouldn't be running unless I thought that that the Democrats would, would beat Trump if he were the nominee. I mean, they're going very easy on him right now. I mean, they're, they're not saying much. Donald Trump is so completely unacceptable a mentally deranged narcissistic dangerous horrible man that only knows selfishness the idea that anybody would be voting for him freaks all of us out you heard
2: him this weekend my gosh i mean it's not getting better he thinks he's running against barack obama man i'm worried (laughs) about his age i know you are too i
1: mean you have to be worried about his age and They've tolerated Trump echoing the language of genocidal dictators, routinely dehumanizing his political opponents, speaking not just of beating his enemies at the ballot box, but extinguishing them altogether. They've tolerated the dark vision for America that Trump is plotting for a second term, complete with sweeping raids, sprawling detention camps, and mass deportation for immigrants, with a reinstated Muslim ban and a push to unleash troops on protesters.
0: Uh, The rhetoric that's being used by Donald Trump, the rhetoric that's being used by some of the MAGA extremists, is rhetoric that was used in the 1930s in Germany. Donald Trump is dangerous for our democracy. He's dangerous for specific minority groups. He's been lying, cheating, and stealing, and grifting uh, all across New York, and now it's just gone national, Mm -hmm. vitriolic, racist sexist homophobic anti-immigrant anti-muslim sentiments it's enormously dangerous i i I just you know i'm just shocked that we've allowed this to to get this far put his in jail
2: Mm.
0: that's how you end it that's Mm. how it stops
2: but his rhetoric is really getting dangerous more and more dangerous It is just uh, uh, unquestionable at this point that that man cannot see public office again he is not only unfit he is destructive to our democracy uh, and he has to be uh, he has to be eliminated you talk about a total lack of self awareness here they are going on and on about Donald Trump's rhetoric I guess Even as they talk about, put him in jail! Put him in jail! For what? Which case? Which lawsuit? And then this guy, he's a congressman, saying that Donald Trump must be eliminated? Is that the kind of language that you should really use with respect to a political opponent? You're listening to Stephen Flurry, and this is the Trumpet Daily. We appreciate you joining us on this good Monday Morning, a dreary one at that here in central Oklahoma. Hopefully you had a nice, refreshing weekend. We're off and running another week of broadcasting here at kpcg.fm. Of course, the video podcast of this, the live podcast, that is. Uh, You can get to that every day at 11 a.m. in the central time zone of the United States. That's at trumpetdaily.com or at our Rumble channel. Just go to rumble.com forward slash Trumpet Daily, and you can join in on the growing audience and the, uh, the live chat. Make sure if you're at Rumble that you give us the thumbs up. We also appreciate, um, I guess you could say, the joint broadcast that we're able to have each day with LFA TV. That's Live from America TV. It's broadcasted every night, every weekday night at 8 p.m. in the central time zone of the United States. So you saw there at the top of that cold open, the, uh, the number, the, the one with Kristen Welker. First time it's happened. Uh, two points down, the fake president, Joe Biden. Donald Trump, he just keeps surging in the polls. Pretty, pretty, by the way, pretty shocking news coming out of uh, Argentina. Richard Palmer had uh, a few bits in his trumpet brief about the the anti-socialist and Libertarian Party candidate, Javier Mili, I guess is how you say his name. But it just talks about how rich and prosperous Argentina once was a a century ago. But after dictators, after socialism, I mean, it's just turned to poverty, basically. And people are fed up. I mean, you think the inflation's bad here. It's many times worse in Argentina. And so they voted in this guy that some say is very (laughs) Trump-esque. There's quite a few people on the right here in the United States very happy about the news coming out of Argentina. But Argentina's shift, Richard says, to the fringe right mirrors the trend in Europe. It's it's setting the nation up to become an ideal partner for this new European empire as it expands into Latin America. This is a Uh, This is, of course, the signature prophecy of Herbert Armstrong that we've talked about for decades, and uh, that's really the significance here. It may be a good sign for Donald Trump as well, but looking at it in the bigger picture, make sure that if you don't have a copy of the United States and Britain in Prophecy that you call our operators today and request your free... This is Herbert Armstrong's signature work on prophecy uh, in general. I mean, this is a, a third of your Bible prophecy, that is. The Bible speaks of a sure word of prophecy over in uh, Peter's epistles, and that's what we want to certainly use as we watch world events to see how they fit within the grand scheme of these prophetic events as they unfold. Uh, over the weekend, you may have seen quite a lot of uh, footage. It's, it's just interesting how much of the dear leaders, <laughs> nefarious schemes are being exposed. Barack Hussein Obama, we're learning more about, uh, about uh, uh, his contributions to Iran, his efforts to empower Iran, and certainly October 7 has really blown the lid off of uh, whose side they're on, Barack Obama, uh, Joe Biden, all the Obama people that are surrounding Joe Biden in the White House. And then now this footage, I guess 44,000 hours of January 6th footage that Liz Cheney and Adam Kinzinger did not want you to see because they didn't want you to see the truth. They didn't want to present it in a balanced perspective. No, no, just keep Republicans off of the January 6th committee and, and make sure that you only release the footage that makes the MAGA supporters look their worst. The January 6th committee, its investig, its so-called investigation, was actually meant to cover up the truth. That narrative, just with the few hours <laughs> that uh, Mike Johnson has released, Kevin McCarthy didn't do it, by the way. So Johnson gets in there and he's he said, "Look, we're going to release it all over the next few months. It's going to be bit by bit." And I mean, the first bits, how damning it is, the evidence going against Liz Cheney and company. What a fool she's made out to be now. She's on Twitter trying to defend herself, but it's not working. The January 6th narrative is blowing up before our eyes. Donald Trump was quick to congratulate Speaker Johnson for releasing the first batch of these tapes. He says, congratulations, Mike Johnson, for having the courage and fortitude to release all of the January 6th tapes, which will explicitly reveal what really happened on January 6th. I mean, in the interest of transparency and just getting the truth out there, isn't this what even Democrats would want? No, 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 they cover up the truth. They cover it up. You would expect that from Adam Schiff and company, but, but Liz Cheney and Kinzinger, it shows you how much they hate Donald Trump. People have suffered. Hundreds and hundreds of people are behind bars because they took a stroll through the Capitol. There was some violence in pockets here and there, but a lot of that was provoked, as you'll see here in a moment. That's right. Even the Capitol Hill police there to incite the violence. We know about all of the uh, informants that were there in the midst. You know, the the Ray Epps types. This is from uh, Newsweek. A number of short clips from the footage were shared on Twitter where some have received hundreds of thousands of views. Charlie Kirk, head of the pro-Trump campaign group Turning Point USA, shared a 37-second clip showing police officers at one end of the congressional corridor and demonstrators at the other without any apparent conflict between the two. That's right. I mean, you can see the demonstrators just walk right on by. Taking pictures, saying hi, in some cases, shaking hands with the Capitol Hill police. Look at this. Look at this. This is supposedly the worst since Pearl Harbor. Some have said the Civil War. This went on for four hours on January 6, 2021. As I say, there's skirmishes elsewhere, but who started those skirmishes? Well, we'll let the video evidence that's already been out there show you that. Here's the police helping to open the doors for the crowds of people as they walk through peacefully. Can you believe they stood in front of a burning city, Minneapolis, in May of 2020 and said, yeah, it's mostly peaceful. It's mostly peaceful. And then this, this, I mean, this is the Civil War. This is Pearl Harbor. This is 9-11. This, seriously, they lied. They lied, and they're still lying. They're sticking to it. Never mind what your eyes see. It says here, and just just like that, the January 6th committee's violent insurrection narrative has crumbled, said Kirk. Troy Nels, he's a member of the House, posted a video as well, just over a minute in length. It shows uh, demonstrators making their way across the corridor in the congressional complex, while a number of police officers stand to one side. Nels added, "This is what they're. This is what they've been hiding from you. Do you need any more proof that January 6 was not an insurrection? It was not an insurrection. You may have uh, heard the story of uh, Matthew Perna. He's the one that. Well, he used to be a left winger." There he is right there in the red jacket. Matthew Perna was a left-winger, converted to Trumpism back in uh, 2020, took a stroll through the Capitol. This is from Brandon Straka, who said, Newly released footage of Perna shows Matthew walking uh, calmly in the Capitol shooting video. He's just walking calmly through. Matthew pled guilty to initial charges believing he may face six to 12 months in prison. They, they wanted to put him in, in jail for a year for doing this. This right here. That's him, Matthew Perna. Except it's even worse. He says here, Only after pleading guilty did the DOJ inform Matthew that they would seek a terrorism enhancement to his sentencing, which would raise his sentence to a potential nine years in federal prison. Nine years for that, that right there. Four days after receiving news that the DOJ would push for this sentencing enhancement, Matthew went into his garage, put a rope around his neck, and hung himself. I mean, this is just outrageous. What these people, not these people, what these people on the January 6th committee, uh, (laughs) among Nancy Pelosi's police, what these people have gotten away with. They're the ones that should be put in jail. They're the ones that should be in prison as I say, even where there were violent skirmishes. Who caused it? Who started it? It's kind of like the Israel-Hamas war. Okay, so now Israel's responding. You would kind of expect that if you're being provoked. Well, a lot of those peaceful protesters on January 6th, in fact, were provoked. There's video evidence of it. Look at this montage from that day, clip 6.
1: I have given warnings about chemical munitions. I need the left and lethal team position above me to start deploying. Launch! Launch!
0: Launch! You're under- okay, on the Let's go! go! Let's let go! Shoot, Shoot. Yeah. <laughs>
1: Seven hundred
0: to see fifty for I As one was here and, uh, who has custody of these 44,000 hours of videos? I can attest there were acts of violence. There were acts of terrible violence that day. Um, even from what I had seen with my own eyes and, and, and it, it, through the media, I've seen acts of violence against police officers that I had not seen before. And it was brutal and it was ugly. And, uh, our officers on the line did what they needed to do at the time.
2: They did what they needed to do, punch people, fire, fire these flashbangs right into the crowd. You see all the bleeding faces among the protesters. If they were so understaffed, the Capitol Hill police, why would they provoke the crowds in such fashion? Why? Well, something sinister was happening on that day. And then we were lied to over and over and over again. Still, to this day, the narrative is crumbling but don't expect any, any repentance whatsoever from the regime media. Laura Logan, the, the journalist, she the independent journalist, she's got, I think, a 16-part series on the, the fake insurrection. Insurrection or fedsurrection. I think that's what she's titled it. You can see some of her work over at Truth in Media. We're hoping to have her on the show tomorrow. You can look forward to that. Our discussion with Laura Logan as we discuss the fake insurrection and much more, hopefully. That'll be on tomorrow's broadcast. You can spread the word. Listen to this or watch this next uh, montage. This is uh, well, first, let me just read Julie Kelly's take. She says, for two and a half years, Capitol Police, and she's one of the few journalists, speaking of journalists, who really has pleaded for these uh, political prisoners held, <laughs> held in the gulag there in D.C. Says here, for two and a half years, Capitol Police officer uh, Aquil- Aquilino Gonell has lied about injuries he sustained on January 6th. He has testified under oath and in federal court proceedings that he suffered near-death injuries. He had to retire early, just last year, because the injuries are so severe, so he says. So he's testified, and in some cases under oath. It says here, new January 6th video contradicts Ginnell's claims that protesters inflicted head, shoulder, hand, and foot injuries. He had to get his foot uh, he had surgery on his foot because he got it crushed, he said, on January 6th. It says, in a victim impact statement made in court in May, Gannell told the judge that he was bleeding from both hands. Notice these details. He was bleeding from both hands, had a maimed foot, hit, he was hit on the head, sprayed with pepper and bear spray, beaten, punched, pushed, pulled, assaulted, by many other rioters as they try to gain entrance. It says here he is for several minutes. We'll show you the video in just a second. For several minutes near the body of Roseanne Boylan. She's the one that actually was beaten to death. Another Trump supporter. How about that? Here he is near the body of Roseanne Boylan at around 4.50. That's 4.50 p.m. on January 6th after the protest and violence ended. It says, in the video, his hands show no sign of injury, nor does his shoulder, as he takes off his gear. And his feet seem fine. He's there just kind of kicking papers and things away. No problem. He said he had his foot crushed, and his hands were bleeding, and he'd been pummeled. Well, we'll let you judge for yourself this video here. You can see he he wrote the tell-all book, so he's profited off of the fake narrative. The, the fake January 6th narrative. He's all over CNN. He's testifying in the January 6th committee. He's talking about the trauma. The trauma that he's had years after. And then the footage comes out. And then you see him just walking around, looking as healthy as ever. Yeah, after four hours, supposedly, of uh, defending democracy. Look at this montage, clip five.
1: He's speaking publicly for the first time about January 6th, when he fought rioters trying to stop the certification of Joe Biden's presidency.
0: I got hurt, I got hurt.
1: Oh. Sergeant Gannell led members of the department's civil disturbance unit. For hours, they battled insurrectionists attacking the Capitol. This video shows his fight on the West Front. Some of the most horrific video shows Sergeant Ganel steps from Metropolitan Police Officer Daniel Hodges caught in a doorway.
0: I could hear my fellow officers screaming. I too was being crushed by the rioters. I could feel my, myself losing oxygen and recall thinking to myself, this is how I'm going to die, defending this entrance. I was covered in pepper spray. My hands were bleeding still. And I, even, I couldn't even sleep because I went took a shower. And instead of helping, that re the chemicals. It had soaked through your clothes? Yes. Took a bath of milk. I finally fell asleep two hours later, completely physically and mentally exhausted.
1: Hundreds more officers still reeling from the worst attack in two centuries.
0: They did that to me, uh, the mob and the people who continue to support the former president.
2: Because your injuries were so bad that you couldn't do your job anymore and, and also just your... The, the,
0: the PTSD and PTSD also the yeah. DD, so, certain motion, range of motions on my shoulder.
2: And so here he is, this is 4.50 in the afternoon. If his foot was crushed and his hands were bleeding a couple hours earlier, you sure wouldn't know it. There he is, pulling off his mask. He's just walking around. Roseanne Boyland, she's the one dying there in the hallway. He even testified later that he helped to try to revive her. There's no sign of that in this video. There he is. He's kind of peering in, he's, he's watching what goes on. But this does not suggest that the man was nearly crushed, that he nearly died. This sounds more like an AOC story to me. AOC was halfway down this, the city street saying that she nearly was murdered. These people are liars and they need to be called out for it. He writes the tell all book. Can you believe this? There he is. He doesn't look really, he doesn't look like he's in bad shape at all. I'm not saying nobody was hurt, but was he hurt as much as Roseanne Boylan there on the floor? Now, she was bleeding. Ashley Babbitt certainly was bleeding, bleeding from the neck after they gunned her down and then carried out her dead body as people were screaming, What have you done? Look at what you've done. She was unarmed. This is outrageous what these people have gotten away with. The D.C. courts, they put the wrong people in jail, didn't they? And then, you know, you listen, there's not that many commentators even that will rise up and defend these people, the the real victims here. Tucker said in an interview with Russell Brand that just the fact that he played the video, some of the video that he got access to, before he got fired. There were a lot of people at Fox News that were upset about that. Yeah, they, got, they threw a, a little angry fit because, well, Tucker's not supposed to blow up the narrative. It was a riot. It was an insurrection. It covered up any investigation that was about to take place into the stolen election. And most important of all, it got rid of Donald Trump. The ends justify the means. The QAnon shaman guy, Jacob Chansley, he was sentenced to what? I think it, was, it has since been reduced in part because Tucker showed the video of the Capitol Hill police going, checking door to door, trying to find a place where Chansley could go in and offer a little prayer in the Senate chamber, and then he walked out. Didn't hurt anybody. In fact, in interviews since, He says, I actually tried to prevent people from committing any kind of crime. This is clip four because I did not break into the building. I walked through open doors. And if you look at it, the truth of what happened when I went in is antithetical to the Mockingbird Media's narrative. I stopped somebody from stealing. I volunteered to help the police. That's why they were escorting me around the building. And, you know, I said a prayer as soon as I exited the building. I, you know, shortly thereafter, I stopped people from breaking in and told everybody to go home. I was doing everything I could to be a peacekeeper inside that building. A peacekeeper. I mean, that's his take. But the video footage supports it. (laughs) That's the footage that that Tucker revealed. This is uh, just the news. It says, newly released footage from the January 6th Capitol riot is raising new questions about the event that transpired and the subsequent criminal charges as the U.S. Supreme Court is set to decide whether to hear the first two January 6th appeals. So it's just now working its way up to the Supreme Court and you wonder if some of this tape, some of this newly released footage is going to help some of the January 6th victims. House Speaker Mike Johnson said Friday that he plans to release 44,000 hours of January 6 footage to the general public. The first batch containing about 90 hours of footage, which uh, uh, was released rather that day. This is Friday and the remaining 44,000 hours are expected to be released over the next several months. It says, additionally, starting Monday, the House, House Administration Oversight Subcommittee will allow any U.S. citizen to review U.S. Capitol Police video footage from January 6 by scheduling an, empo- an appointment to view the videos in person. Finally, finally, almost three years on, and these victims can finally get to the footage, that would reveal the truth, that would reveal they didn't do anything, certainly not violent, any kind of violent criminal behavior. It says, meanwhile, the Supreme Court scheduled conferences for December 1 to discuss whether to accept two appeals, one of which involves an off-duty federal agent who carried his service pistol and credentials onto the Capitol grounds. Well, these are the different cases. But this one here says, the first case involving Edward Lang challenges the charge of obstruction of uh, official proceeding under an evidence tampering law, which more than 300 other defendants have faced. Lang's attorneys argued that the charge could be brought against anyone attending a public demonstration gone awry. So this could, if, if the Supremes reverse any of these cases, that's, uh, that would be a devastating precedent for the Antiochus people, for the deep state that wants to not just keep these people behind bars, but put more in jail. Yeah, hundreds more. If they could, they would. (laughs) They come out with updated figures every month. (laughs) Hey, we got more people in jail from January 6th. They say this as millions and millions of people come into the country every day, every week, every month, every year, Donald Trump said in his speech over the, the weekend that he wouldn't be surprised if by the end of this fake presidency, four years of it, that some, something like 15 million people would have come through the southern border illegally, illegally, from Venezuela, from everywhere, all over the world, Middle East even, terrorists, individuals on the terrorist watch list, just working their way into the United States of America nothing there to stop them no wonder Governor Abbott down in Texas is endorsing Donald Trump as are many others even as these deranged lunatics get on TV saying put him in jail put Trump in jail it's just like they dealt with the January 6 protesters never mind the evidence, the evidence be damned. Just put him in jail. That's the solution to the problem, says the rhino Republican. Yeah, And then you've got the, the radical leftist congressman saying that Donald Trump needs to be eliminated. Wow. What a word to use with respect to, with respect to a citizen of the United States of America. One that's leading, by the way in every poll, whether it's the Republican primary or the presidential election next November. When we come back, we'll shift gears a little bit and uh, bring you right up to date with respect to Israel's ongoing war in Gaza. You're listening to Stephen Florian. This is the Trumpet Daily.
0: We'll uh, see you in a moment. What has happened to the United States of America? The wealthiest, most powerful nation in human history is suddenly divided, weakened, radical. The evil in America has grown powerful. The good has grown weak. The honorable parts of American history are succumbing to a direct, targeted, sustained assault. Someone, something, is dismantling America's history, purpose, and character. Fundamentally transforming the United States of America. Political dysfunction, social strife, economic peril, catastrophic moral failure, fires, attacks, riots, lies. The nation is being attacked from within by its own leaders. Powerful elites in government, journalism, academia, and beyond are intentionally, rapidly destroying what America is in order to make it into something else. There is a reason why your nation is crumbling before your eyes. There is a spirit and a specific perpetrator that is attempting to blot out America. Only America Under Attack reveals that perpetrator and the motive and spirit behind him. This newly expanded book shows you the reason why America has changed so dramatically, so suddenly. If you're confused and concerned about what is happening to America, request your free copy of America Under Attack by Gerald Flurry at thetrumpet.com. are now living through over the past 48 hours is what palestinians have been living through over the course of the past 56 years israel's inhumane treatment of the uh, palestinians who live under israeli occupation israel is an occupying power
1: the fact that israel has violated international law is that a reasonable proportionate and moral response by israel
0: i love this show and i love this network but I've got to ask, who is writing the scripts? I remember going through 9/11 and waking up the next day, the next week, in the days, and everything had changed. And it's the same thing again, but worse.
2: That's the uh, the trailer for uh, our powerful documentary that that would be Israel's 9/11. It's uh, available exclusively at our Rumble channel. Just go to Rumble.com forward slash Trumpet Daily, and uh, by now you'll have to scroll down a little bit, maybe go to page two or three to get to it on the the timeline. But if you haven't seen it yet, it's well worth watching. It's not for everyone. It's not for little children. Um, so viewer discretion is advised but uh, it's important to remind you of this history recent history because there are plenty of voices out there that are already retelling it they're lying to you about what happened on October 7 and there's plenty of people that are prepared to lie to you about what's happening now in Gaza as well this was uh, in the news stack that came over from Edstone this morning It says it used to be common knowledge. I think Richard Palmer might have put this in his trumpet brief as well. It used to be common knowledge that Hamas used the al-Shifa hospital as a military base. Listen to this. In 2014, the Washington Post wrote that it was a de facto headquarters for Hamas, uh, Hamas leaders, who can be seen in the hallways and offices. Yet in their desperation to somehow paint Israel as the bad guy, this is Richard commenting on that quote from the Washington Post. In 2014, less than 10 years ago, even the Post, even the regime media uh, pointed out or reported the obvious. This is a a command center for Hamas. Obviously, the Hamas guys, they're roaming the halls of this hospital. (laughs) This this Al-Shifa hospital. Richard says, yet in their desperation to somehow paint Israel as the bad guy, the mainstream media forgot this and has been trying to cast doubt on Israel's claims. Last week when Israel showed footage of AK-47s and grenades at the hospital, the BBC suggested they might belong to hospital security guards. How could the regime media just make such an abrupt change just to try to make Israel look bad? It was taken as established fact in 2014 that, of course, Hamas works from this hospital. They're hiding behind it as a shield. Everybody knows this, even the Washington Post. But now, you see, we're at a a very different time. October 7 changed things, didn't it? It's never going to be the same. And as I've said over and again... You think that that horrific attack revealed something about what the Arabs, what the Muslim world truly thinks about Israel. Well, look at at what's been revealed since that time. You saw all the demonstrations there, the pro-Hamas demonstrations. How excited that one speaker was because of all the, the mayhem and the violence and the rape and the torture. It says here, over the weekend, Israel published even more evidence Surveillance footage from the hospital shows Hamas terrorists bringing in captured hostages on October 7. It says, in full view of hospital staff, staff who told the international media that Hamas was not there were lying. Once again, it's not just Hamas that is exposed, but their cheerleaders in the media. It's even worse in many ways what the media are doing because they're covering up crimes. And, uh, and then they're creating crimes that aren't even crimes. We've seen them do it with January 6th. Now we're seeing it with Gaza. We see it with Israel on October 7th. Listen to this BBC uh, report talking about, and here again, these are the same people that if uh, the Gaza Health Ministry says, yep, 10,000 uh, Palestinians have been killed in the war and uh, about 3,000 of them are children, and the BBC will take that and run with it. Doesn't need any verification. No, no, just, just what Israel says. Even if it's an established fact that Hamas was working from this hospital as recently as 2014. Doesn't matter now. You just got to do what you can to make Israel look like the bad guy. Get the Jews. Here's the BBC, clip three.
1: Well, BBC Verify has been examining the different sources of information that we have on this. Israel described the al-Shifa hospital as the main headquarters for Hamas's terrorist activity. This IDF animation posted in late October claims to represent a Hamas tunnel system underneath the hospital. But having been inside al-Shifa since early Wednesday, Israel's yet to produce evidence of the tunnels. It has allowed the BBC and Fox News to film at the hospital, though only locations of Israel's choice. This is what they found. Israel also released its own seven-minute video, which BBC verifiers analysed. A watch visible in that video suggests it was filmed a few hours before the BBC arrived. And this IDF video was posted, then deleted, then reposted this time without a section referring to an Israeli soldier who'd been held hostage. I don't know when this was used the last time. Also in the video, we see a room with an MRI machine. And if you zoom in and we get some light over here, what you will be able to see are, is military equipment. The BBC was shown the same room. And what we see in the two videos doesn't precisely match.
2: You see how they treat the subject. They're so skeptical of anything the IDF would say the, the, the Washington Post, again, this is 2014, it wrote that it was a de facto headquarters for Hamas, this al-Shifa hospital, leader, for Hamas leaders who can be seen in the hallways and offices. It mean, just took it as an established fact. But here comes BBC Verify. I mean, it's 2023. We're just weeks following Israel's 9-11. We've, we've got to help Hamas out here. And so there they are. Imagine if they would pick apart the reports sent by the Gaza Health Ministry like they do this one. Bill Clinton, I'm not even sure when this uh, speech was given, if it's fairly recent or for, or uh, from some time ago. But this was him uh, talking about Hamas and the, the evil tactics that they use. Bill Clinton, mind you, this is the... Uh, He's not quite the radical leftist that uh, Barack Hussein Obama is, but he was a a leftist uh, president from the 1990s, serving two terms for the United States. Here's clip one.
0: And Hamas is really smart. When they decide to rocket Israel, they insinuate themselves in the hospitals, in the schools, in the highly populous areas, and they are smart. So they try to put the Israelis in a position of either not defending themselves or killing innocents. They're good at it. They're smart. They've been doing this a long time.
2: They're good at using human shields, says Bill Clinton, the guy that was on with Jeffrey Epstein's plane 26 times, I think it was. Even he understands the truth about Hamas. They're good at it. They they embed themselves into the citizenry. They hide behind kids. They hide behind hospitals. They store rockets in tunnels underneath hospitals. Everybody knew this. The Washington Post knew it in 2014. But today, the BBC skeptical. That's right. You know, another thing that's just been blotted out is how many times the Palestinian people have been offered statehood. In, in Clinton's case, back in the, the mid to late 1990s. Yeah, offered him. he gets into specifics here in this next clip. Just listen to this, clip two.
0: I killed myself to give the Palestinians a state. I had a deal they turned down that would have given them all of Gaza wait, wait, all of Gaza between 96 and 97% of the West Bank compensating land in Israel, you name it. You name it.
2: And uh, they walked away, the Palestinians. All of Gaza, 97% of the West Bank and then some compensation in the middle, probably the land bridge that would connect the two. So it was all contiguous. And the Palestinians said, no, thank you. They walked away from a state. And you've still got the dear leader out there saying, this, the fake president says as much too. Yeah, I think that uh, a two-state solution. The only solution to this problem that we see in uh, the Middle East is for the Palestinians to get their state. Well, why didn't they take it in the 1990s? Why didn't they take it when uh, Clinton offered it to them? It's not about the state, is it? It's about killing Jews. And if you, don't, if you don't see that, then you're blind to what's actually happening on the ground. I saw a video today. I forget who put it out, but it was basically setting the October 7th scene somewhere in Britain or the United States, you know, a a mother huddling, huddling with her little infant child in a safe room, looking at WhatsApp on her phone, hearing the terrorists draw near. This happens on a mass scale in your nation, in your community. What would the response be from any nation in the world? And yet for Israel, This happens to Israel, and the international outcry is that Israel needs to take it laying down, I guess. Israel just needs to, I mean, they just need to take the blow and not answer back and not retaliate. Well, Israel is retaliating, as we know, but it's so strategic. They're so careful to try to avoid any civilian deaths. They've got to try to pick at Hamas. They've got to to try to take out Hamas commanders hiding in hospitals. It's impossible. And then, of course, you've got the Hamas ministries of this and this and this out there with BBC just telling lies. And the Western media, of course, quite happy to distribute them. When we come back, we'll conclude today's show. We'll take a short break and then finish off the show with some email feedback coming from you, the dear viewer. You're listening to Stephen and This is the Trumpet Daily. We'll be right back.
0: Are we living in the last days? Some dismiss the notion as fanatical, but world leaders and news analysts are issuing warnings that are becoming more and more dire. Could Bible prophecies about the last days actually be accurate? Our brochure can help guide you through the relevant news and history and help you compare these events to what the Bible says. Are we living in the last days? This brochure is available for free right now at thetrumpet.com.
2: A few emails coming in from you, the viewer, if you'd like to send in some feedback, by the way, you can get to us at trumpet.com. You can leave some feedback at the Rumble channel, of course, rumble.com forward slash trumpet daily. If you're at Rumble right now, make sure you give us the thumbs up. Uh, my Twitter feed at Stephen Flurry, I guess uh, that's the X feed now. It doesn't sound quite as nice saying X feed. In any event, we'll probably have some informative tweets here in the next uh, 24 hours or so, as we anticipate our interview with the journalist Laura Logan, and we'll be spending some time with her on tomorrow's show talking about the January 6 protest, or as she titles it, Insurrection or Fed Surrection. Should be an interesting discussion. This uh, viewer says, Wow, hard hitting article. I don't, this is the article we sent out last week about. Uh, why they love Hamas. I mean, the international love and support for Hamas. Hard-hitting article. I don't have proper words to even describe the emotional impact it's having. It says, the same wonderful God you refer to in the article has given you an insight that this world desperately needs. I hope this article reaches a vast audience, including some of the fools protesting about things they know nothing about. It says, keep up the awesome work. Another one here says, I'm struggling to listen to each day's news as it's so horrific and getting worse. But I have listened regularly for over a decade. No one else tells it like you do. And certainly not the Gaza local office of the AP. It says, as a coworker, I pray for the protection of you and your fellow PCG members. In the coming times, it certainly is becoming more and more dangerous. It is getting worse, just like Paul said that it would. Evil in these last days would wax worse and worse. That's 2 Timothy 3. Read that whole chapter. It's sobering. It's a sobering chapter, and it's it's an accurate assessment of what we're seeing today in our nations. Another one here says, I admit that I didn't want to watch Israel's 9-11. I was dreading watching the evil and hate on full display, but I made myself watch it today. It says the inhumanity was heartbreaking. You did a great job of bringing war's misery to us so that we see a a, a portion of all what God is seeing here on earth. It says that's why we need to fervently pray for His kingdom to come. Yes, indeed, that's uh, one of the first admonitions in that prayer outline in in Matthew 6 is to pray thy kingdom come. Pray that God's kingdom come. Peter said to hasten along the day of, uh, of uh, Jesus Christ's return to this earth. We, we have a hand. I mean, we've got to finish God's work. The, the work is what's uppermost in God's mind. That has to finish before Jesus will come back to this earth. This one here comes from England. It says, I pray for your protection and for Donald Trump, that he remains free despite the crooked judges, hopefully, he will not have to put up with this rubbish for too much longer. All the best, keep up the good work. That, as they say, comes from across the pond. This one here says, just listen to the show and and laughed when I heard, heard you mention how Trump may have inadvertently used Obama's name instead of Biden's. This is from a show last week. I believe Trump used it purposefully. I mean, since that program we... We played the exchange between Donald Trump and and Kilmeade over at Fox and News where he just said it outright. You know, it's uh, Obama's the one that we're going up against here. And Kilmeade tried to (laughs) get him to correct the record or to correct what he said there. And Donald Trump wouldn't do it. It says here, just a quick note to thank you all for wading through the swamp to bring us the highlights of the regime propagandist media, Communist Network News, and the, f- the few f- uh, truthful reports you guys are all doing a great job it says as i was waiting in the checkout at the grocery store one of the rag sheets headlines said trump had dementia worse than biden couldn't run the country i guess there was some truth they uh, they did report that biden had dementia just not as significantly as the bad orange man the bad orange man's worse <laughs> never mind what you see with your eyes Never mind what the video, never mind the flames in the background, just take what take what the talking heads tell you. That's what they would wish for. But more and more people are seeing that they're just liars, so many of them. They're propagandists. They're cover-up artists. It says here, "You are uh, spot on with the events" Uh, we're witnessing in regard to the inordinate hatred of Israel and of the Jews worldwide. It says, I haven't seen anything like this ever. So much hatred and intense persecution of a uh, people who uh, have just had the worst massacre in recent memory. It says here, truly, this is absolute proof of a devil and his demonic horses. It says, Thank you for your clear and to the point reporting of world events, especially as. Uh, how they relate to the God of the Bible? We are truly grateful to you for all of that. Please keep up the good work, and the good fight. And then, last one, the last one here says, "I just watched Israel's 9/11, and it was completely consuming. Amid all the horrors it presented, throughout the entire film, I could feel the cold and dark evil presence of Satan, and among an amount uh, and the amount of hate." and brutality shown in so many of those clips nearly turned my stomach. It says, as horrifying as all those scenes were to watch, I know there are even worse images that were unable to be included in this production. It says, the film, as disturbing as it is, helps to open one's eyes as to what truly happened and what is about to happen. We should be thanking God every day for the resources and safety that he has blessed us with for nearly 250 years. That's a good one to end off on, particularly as we come into this Thanksgiving week. We really do still still have a lot to be thankful for. You are listening to Stephen Flurry, and this is The Trumpet Daily. Don't forget to email us if you'd like to submit some feedback. TD at trumpet.com. Make sure you tune in to tomorrow's special show. Thank you for joining us on today's show, and we'll see you tomorrow.